didn't see any strange, dark tendrils on your way in, right? Not on my way in, no. <laughs> Good. Good. That's excellent news. You Only in Reddington. Do you have a do you have a dark tendril problem? It has Oh my god. Hopefully not. We are getting that looked at. Um Who's looking at your at dark tendrils these days? Black market. <laughs> Welcome to Reddington. Please be advised that the Reddington Weather Service has issued a heavy fog advisory. Welcome back to Flurgy Quest. When we last left off, Cece was trapped in the memories of meeting Flurgy for the first time. But from Jessa June, Luke, and Nihilus's perspective, the shapeshifter kept jumping from mouse to human to tiger to human to ape to mouse. Lather, rinse, repeat. <laughs> well, let's see what they're going to do. So watching Cece go through all of these these shapes, Jess is going to like reach over and grab Luke's shoulder and be like, you see what I told you? I told you she's not really a werewolf. She's a, I don't I know what that, that is, but she changes shape and she makes herself taller and, and shorter. I mean, I, and I, I don't know, but, uh, but this is, this is, this, anyway, that's what I was trying to tell you. So I don't. I mean, I, this probably isn't good. I mean, I how many shapes can you go through before you just get too tired out to, to do anything? No, I'm not. I'm not uh, mad at her. All right, Jessica June, this is your friend who you brought here. How do you think you can help her? What? I mean, it, what do they say about people who sleepwalk? You're not supposed to wake them up, right? Like, if you wake them up, that's a bad thing. So I don't know if we should like try to grab her or shake her or anything i mean that that seems bad doesn't it i mean there's sleepwalking and then there's what seems to be some sort of magical trance brought on by mr nihilus's magical rest crispy spell right so you think i think some intervention might be called for so you think we should like try to shake her out of it unless mr nihilus has a uh suggestion as to how to break people out of magical trances he's maybe sort of put them in I, I mean, I, I think the spell for the, the Rice Krispies worked pretty well, but it, it must have triggered something. Um, yeah, the, obviously some kind of, of backlash. I don't know if, it, if it's the magic itself or, or something uh, else. Maybe I didn't account for it. He's like going over um, the recipe. Was, I, it really was only focused on getting the memory into the Rice Krispie treats. I, 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 I didn't think enough about about trying to make sure everything stayed okay on the other end. I, I and um uh and Nihilus is going to um I think try to uh open up and and feel out all the magic uh kind of follow the different strands of energy around um to to view what's going on at a deeper level here. And Justice says, "Well, uh, if you can't figure it out, Mr. Nihilus, I I'll I'll shake her. I Luke Luke Holler's right. I I brought her here. <laughs> I I I brought her in here. I I'll put I'll get my hands on her and I'll give her a good shake and see if we can wake her up. So Nihilus's whole thing with magic too, um, is the fundamental connections between everything that everything's kind of woven together, whether it's on kind of a literally physics physical sense, but then also kind of the spiritual magical, um, beyond just the physical. 
um, and then manipulating kind of the threads tying things together um, by imparting some will on that. So kind of so so it is basically opening it up and seeing those connections more tangibly. Cool. What you see is something that looks like at first glance looks like an almost invisible thread. But if you were to look a little bit closer, it is actually um, water that is sort of reaching out and um, trying to like hook into CC here and here. But it's not already attached. It's, it's attempting to attach. It is, it is attempting to get in and it is coming from like out the door. And as far as you could tell from a very long way away, it's like, and it does a sort of wave thing too, right? Like where it kind of comes in and then gets, pulled back and then tries again and then sort of gets pulled, you know, oceany. I don't know if you could try getting her away or dashing it or I don't know, setting fire <laughs> to it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just burn down the growling prowl. <laughs> for those of you keeping up at home, Cece has turned into a mouse again for the fifth time, but now the subtle rippling image of a figure has begun to come into focus on the edge of her vision, and Nihilus hears the faintest whisper of a voice traveling along a watery thread that reaches for Cece, calling her name. He he sees all this, um, and is I, I think there's something calling out, out to Cece or or trying to entice them or. We need to stop that. I don't think anything physical is going to help. Uh, I've got an idea. We have to do something and now. And just like Nihilus um, kind of digs into his bag and is uh, finds um, kind of the toughest, driest piece of jerky that he can um, in there. Um, just something nice and, and hearty and sturdy um, and just pops that in his mouth and just starts kind of chomping down on that um, and summons forth a wall of entropy. Ooh. Um, kind of in the doorway where the tendril is coming through. So it's just kind of like right through it. If you could see what's happening next from Nihilus's perspective, it would look something like this. The ends of the thread writhing as Cece first freeze in place and then grow taut as though their source is trying to reel them in. But instead of going anywhere, fractal frost patterns travel down their length, turning them opaque until, with a violent snap, they shatter, freeing Cece. What everyone else sees is a similarly suspended Nihilus grow a pink corkscrew pigtail before being flung by something. Luke is over by the wall, catching Nihilus as he falls. Be a hero, Luke. Jessa June will just make sure that Cece's not going anywhere. Fortunately for Jessa June, Cece was right at the point in her memory loop when she shifts back to a mouse. She'd be like, no, no, wait. <laughs> you watch Jessa juggle a mouse. Ah, okay. Jessa juggling a mouse, Luke over catching Nihilus. <laughs> Cece squeaking. I got her. I got her. I got her. I got her. Um, Cece would just sort of, is just shivering and curling up in Jessa June's <laughs> hands. Aww. I would stay in mouse form, would just sort of do the, you know, four feet mouse stay put thing, and then would curl up 
in their hands and and just stay as a mouse for a while because it's been a day. <laughs> and just as just stand there like uh, she she she's a I don't know what to do with her now. Um, you are are, are you okay? See see are you I I don't even know if she can talk to me now. I mean she's a. Um, I'm, I'm a, just wrap their tail around them and sort of snuggle down and it's just staying put, man. Yeah, so just, you you guys can watch Justin like just go oh okay and like cuddle the mouse. Cece's getting cuddled. Mouse cuddled. Oh, good. Cece is cuddling back, man. <laughs> I was gonna say, is Luke cuddling Nihilus too? Nobody is still holding him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nihilus is thinking, oh, that was, you were way over there, yeah. and then you were here, and I was up there, and thank you, that was, that was a good catch, and I, why, I feel... Yeah, I try to be, uh, where I need to be when I need to be there. Are you okay? I think so, but I, it feels, it, like, Nihilus, like, sticks his hand down <laughs> under, like, tries to reach around, because he's being held by Luke, and I, I have a tail, I, why, why do I have a tail? I would not know. Are you, can you stand up? You took uh, quite a hit there. I mean, I, I I feel like I probably could. I, I can't while you're holding me, but I. All right, just checking. Uh, and Luke very carefully puts Nihilus on his feet and then checks for a tail. You do appear to have a tail. Okay, Um. I'm. Uh, I'm relatively certain that was not there before. No, I'm I'm very certain that wasn't there before. Al- Alistair, is it? Is this 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 isn't you, right? Right? No. Okay. 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 I'm I'm gonna have to look into and that. And Alistair is. Uh, uh. We should see how Cece's doing. Well, she she's right here, all curled up in my head. You have a tail. That's it. That's you have a tail, Mister Nihilus. That's. I mean. That doesn't happen every day. I'm, I don't. What? Well, what not exactly? For most people. Well, I mean, not for Mister Nihilus. He did. anyway. How did you fly across? What happened? So, I mean, one minute you were there, and the next minute you were up against a wall, and that, and then Cece did that thing, and so somehow, I'm not sure if it was the result of of the magic from my spell for the Rice Krispies. But I, I don't really think it was that. There was something else here. Um, there was something trying to get at Cece that I think was triggering these changes. I separated it. I, I isolated the, the, our, the garage from it. And it was not happy about that. Um, and as, as it was being separated, it kind of lashed out. And then I was there. And then I was there. And then there's a tail you can't like you don't think if you tried real hard you couldn't turn into something else right I, like i <laughs> i mean i got a knife back here i can no. <laughs> i mean look everyone's gone through werewolf puberty <laughs> <laughs> Turns you know you wake up, and, wake up in the morning sneeze and all of a sudden you're a wolf yeah <laughs> but it's a pigtail <laughs> Well, you could be a were pig. I mean, you know, I don't. Some people are late developers. (laughs) You know, everyone's gender is a journey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that's out of character. I just did the voice for that. I don't know why. (laughs) 
But I mean, you don't, you don't think you, I mean, you could, I mean, you, you have a tail now where you didn't have a tail before. I don't, I, do you feel different? I, um, I, I hadn't really stopped to, to think about it. Um, I mean, I, if, if I, if I chose with the right spell, I'm sure I could turn into something, but just, just off the cuff right now, I, um, Nihilus kind of, uh, you know, that's, I, I really should, I should focus on that for a second. If you give me a second and Nihilus like sits down cross-legged and kind of meditates for a second to, to come. Cause he can see auras and stuff. So he kind of sits down and turns inward to do kind of a, a self-analysis of, okay, is everything where I left it in here? After deep introspection, Nihilus remains confident that having a tail has had no impact on his otherwise immaculate vibes. Um, Cece is is just staying and, and being stroked and petted by Jessa June. Cece has no intention of changing. <laughs> it's like an idol thing, too. It's just like the, the little idol, like, thumb stroke. <laughs> it's just like... No, if you're holding, <laughs> like them close to to your heart and your thumbs are going then like my little hands would be holding on to to the top of your collar and just sort of snuggling there you go yeah yep belly belly scratches for cc yes (laughs) um yeah so so sissy has no intention of uh drawing attention not not till they have to You're going to have to make them at this point. (laughs) Oh, sounds like there's another customer in the shop. Well, I should go out there, but Mr. Nihilus did say he'd isolated the room from something that was after Cece. Right, so wait, but what if it's out in in the front of the shop? I mean, you don't want somebody to get grabbed by some random tentacly thing. That is true. You stay here with Cece. Do not leave this room. Yes, sir. I'm not going anywhere. All right. I will go see about who's out front and hopefully no tentacle grabbing. <laughs> Sorry. And <laughs> uh, goes out to the front of the shop. <laughs> Through the shop's front windows, Luke spots one of Reddington's most recognizable rides. And waiting at the counter, its equally well-known owner, the righteous Johnny Lydon. Well, Mr. Johnny, it is a pleasure to have you here. Is there something wrong with your van again? Oh, Luke, I told you, you gotta stop that. You gotta knock that off. That weirds me out so much. Mr. John. Just John. I gotta set a good example for Jesse June. Yeah, I heard. Um, oh, no, uh, I just, you know, I had a little bit of money in my pocket, so I figured I'd finally get that muffler put back on, you know, go back into stealth mode. Oh, sure, but that's not gonna be a big deal. You hold on to that money in your pocket, and we'll get that fixed right up for you. Um, you didn't see any strange, dark tendrils on your way in, right? Not on my way in, no. <laughs> good, good, that's excellent news. You- Only in Reddington. <laughs> do you have a, do you have a dark tendril problem? It has- Oh my god. Hopefully not. We are getting that looked at. <laughs> Um, Who's looking at your at dark tendrils these days? <laughs> Black market. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the moment, we're just having a friend who has a bit of a specialty in the area. Um, do you do you have a dark tendril problem that you might need help with? Because the way you ask that 
Unless you know somebody. No, I mean, just like, if Dark Tendrils come up, if there's a guy, I'd like to know who the guy is. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, right now we're hoping that was a one-time occurrence and will never happen again. Um, <laughs> hey, listen. As somebody who has often faced problems, not exactly like, you know, Dark Tendrils or anything like that, but, you know, like a leaky faucet or like... uh uh sludge monster or something like that if you ignore it it will get worse so don't think that it's don't think that it's gonna be like like you know just like oh one dark tendril (laughs) it never happened before why get worried about it now that is solid advice before you know you're lousy with dark tendril (laughs) you can't swing a dead cat in here without hitting a dark tendril that is some of the most solid advice i have ever heard and i should have expected nothing less from you um Where'd you see it go? Well, I did not see it. That is why we're having a friend look into it. Um, Are you having leaky sink problems? Because we can always send Jesse June around, you know, special rates for our very good friend. No, 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 nothing like that. Just, you know, like stuff you deal with and, and you know, if you, if, you, if you deal with it right away, it'd be no problem. But you leave it go and you leave it go and you leave it go. And before you know it, you know, dark tendril. You're absolutely right. Yes. Um, speaking of things that we are leaving around, um, I will get to work on that muffler. Um, well, if there are no dark tendrils at present, that's good. I should probably let Jesse June know. Um, are you, well, um, I should probably actually, um, and Luke steps outside and puts up an out to lunch sign. Um, and he says, uh, Mr. Johnny, I will be working on that muffler. Um, but just in case other customers come, I'm the only one uh, in the store today. And as noted, we're having a little bit of a problem to deal with. I don't want to get a huge flood of customers in here just at the moment. But you're welcome to stay anytime. If you if you need, you know, a little elbow grease on this dark tendril thing, I can slap you. I can slap you old gray matter on it. We can maybe get to the bottom of this. You know what? Why don't you head on into the break room and tell Jessica June I sent you? And I will be with you momentarily. And you can give her any advice you might have regarding dark tendrils or leaky sinks or anything of the sort. Righteous. Hey, it's good to see you, good brother. It's great to see you. Johnny will head on inside at full mosey. (laughs) Full mosey. (laughs) (laughs) To which Luke does heave a sigh of relief because the break room is isolated. So, Johnny, by popular request of our studio audience, I have two words for you. Fit check. Uh, Johnny is wearing uh, some tight uh, red plaid bell bottoms uh, and a sleeveless white T-shirt with the uh, the poster from the X-Files on it with the um, the uh, the flying saucer. But instead of saying, I want to believe, it says, I want to smoke weed. I think if Johnny comes in and says anything, Cece will immediately bolt for... For the hair? Aww. For the hair cover. It's the closest cover. Jessa is, can continue to hold Cece. If Cece decides to make a dash for, for her hair, that's fine too. She'll just be like, uh, for a second, she'll be like, Oh god, I'm gonna get bit, and then she'll be she'll get over it and just be like, "Okay, I'm fine, I'm good, it's okay." You, you, as long as you're comfortable up there, CC, you're okay, you're good. She's got nice broad shoulders, so there's plenty of space to sit. Ah, uh, up around the neck, 
into the hair, holding onto the back of a braid. <laughs> and wrapping my tail. <laughs> it is. My back up nice and cozy against her warm neck, and my tail wrapped around the braid. <laughs> my little hands on either side of the braid. <laughs> totally just way goes. This goes, uh, Johnny, hey, 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 Johnny, hey, how you doing? Uh, uh, Jessa, what is good? Uh, Luke was telling me. Right as Johnny says that, there is a big sweep of, of blue that wisp around the room and there's a flash. And then there are like, uh, how many of us are there? Five, four. So there's uh, four Johnnies in the room. Uh, you should know that Cece, who looks like a miniature mouse version of Johnny, is holding on tighter to the braid, <clears throat> and well, their teeth are lengthening. They're getting some claws. They're starting to get a little scaly, and they are eyeing all these Johnnies. <laughs> Mister Nihilus, is this a side effect of whatever you were doing just now? Is this dark tendril stuff? I hope not. No, no, I think I think somebody's just excited um to see Johnny. Um so I think we we established Johnny is uh has had a couple pranks by Alistair at this point and especially the blue flash before this has the telltale um signs that Johnny is familiar of this is an Alistair prank. And Jess is now going CC 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 it's okay it's it's all right hang on don't, don't yeah, CC is getting heavier and becoming an iguana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are all often excited to see Mr. Johnny here. He is something of a um, friend and a celebrity. Cece's hissing. Most of us do not make everyone look like Mr. Johnny. Jessica goes, is there a dragon on me? Did she turn into a dragon? Is this a dragon? Did she turn into a dragon on my head? No, there's a there's a regular... It is unfortunately difficult to tell. Cece starts thinking about flame. <laughs> there's a regular... There's a, like a regular lizard growing out of your neck. It, it, also, it also has a bleach blonde mullet that rules. <laughs> Actually, that, that sounds about right. Cece does tend to take on people's aspects sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm an iguana, but the top of me would be the color of your t-shirt. The bottom of me would be that plaid. I'd have sort of a blonde thing. You're just a I, thing clinging to the back of my neck. For, yes, and, and I'm like, hissing at you. And hissing in my ear. Great. And sort of, cool. well, I think I'm falling down these braids because I'm not good at holding on to them as well. <laughs> Hanging on to scrabbling onto your, your shirt and sort of swinging down to your pants and do you have i'm presuming you have pants do you have a belt or anything just sort of rappelling down jessa june's body hanging from your pants and swaying back and forth and hissing and and actually jessa now that i get a good look at it that is not a regular lizard (laughs) there is nothing regular about what's going on in here at all nothing about this is regular i i you know Mr. Johnny, I thought things might be better if you were in the break room, but I am having some second thoughts. You better be having second thoughts, Luke Holler. You better be, because this is not right. This is just not right. Jesse June, I... Mr. Nihilus, I do not understand what is going on. Is this a side effect of you eating some other magical food? No, like... no. I, this is... um Okay, so this is... Uh, for those of you who haven't met, um, 
Alistair, everybody, everybody, Alistair. And then um, there is a little in the middle of the table, uh, a little kind of blue wisp um, that kind of spirals up into um, a little ball floating above the table that then kind of bounces around the table and goes and bounces from person to person. And as it kind of hits each person, they go back to themselves. Well, in that case, uh, Cece is tumbling from Jessa June's pants. Um, Jessa June does in... still have pants. Yeah. I, I need, <laughs> apparently, I need to clarify that. Everybody does still have pants um, and is themselves. And uh, Cece falls down as a uh, pen, um, a very normal human male <laughs> uh, who's, who's about six, about six foot, a uh, bit broad, um, brown hair uh scruff and not happy to be there oh that was not <laughs> a regular lizard i told you <laughs> jessa turns around and looks down and sees pen and goes oh for pete's sake uh <laughs> all right do you need do you need a hand up pen breathes and looks upside down at johnny and recognizes johnny uh and and stops themselves from becoming a ginger one-eyed cat uh and then looks at themselves and then looks at jessa june and then just sort of silently yes takes her hand and stands up and looks slowly around at the other two and smiles <laughs> hey jessa june i do have further questions for you that's fair Mr. Nihilus, I do have further questions for you. Well, I don't think Alistair did that, if that's your question. I'm confused right now, Alistair. No, not Alistair. Um, so, well, I mean, I guess there was everything before, so I, I could be more confused. Still a little confused, but... Uh, and CCS Pen just goes, uh, yeah, uh, that blue thing must have, and sort of side-eyes Jessica June, turned me into something else. Whoops. And stays like Pen because Pen is bigger than Cece and could punch someone. Now, Cece, I assume you're still Cece. I mean, yeah. We have yeah. seen you taking several forms today. Yeah. Which is okay. Thanks. Now, if it was in fact Nihilus, Mr. Nihilus's Will of the Wisp that did that to you, we will find a way to undo it. No. Oh, if right. this mm. is now, listen, I am mm. not angry with you. Mm -hmm. But if this is another thing like the definite werewolf thing, it is okay to be yourself. And Penn sort of lowers his head and is like, I know, I know, this is myself. This is a new self. This is, this is myself. But you know what? You know, <laughs> and sort of looks at Johnny and goes, one second, and then turns into a ginger cat with one eye <laughs> and fur missing. Walks through Jessa June's legs, looks up and goes, ah, and then sticks out their chin like, game recognized game. <laughs> Luke, you know how daddy says I'm not allowed to have a drink? <laughs> Screw that. I'm going to start drinking. Jessa June. I'd like to start drinking right now. Jessa June. But I'm going to start drinking. Please, at some point when I'm not in the room with you. Johnny returns the cat gentleman's head nod and leans down. <laughs> and offers a fist bump like very very slowly approaches for a fist bump oh cc fist bumps back as the ginger cat yeah um and sort of sits Fuck back yeah. on their hindquarters 
and looks up again and is just vibing. <laughs> they forgot. Johnny's awesome. They're really hungry right. now again. <laughs> I don't know who that was, but I know who this is. And if they're the same person, they're pretty fucking cool. So that's Cece. Cece, that's John. You already know him. Never mind that. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. And um, I don't know. Cece thinks for a second and and decides to become uh, something like Cece, something like Penn, something like Mark, a little bit more ambiguous. Call me whatever you want. But a human, vaguely human-shaped something, anyway? A human, a human, 5'8", <laughs> brown hair, olive skin, either I have breasts or a sports bra or whatever. I'm combination of everything. A little bit more bulked out than, like, Cece is, but not as bulked out as Penn is and not as suave as Mark is. Jessa watches whoever this is appear and looks at Luke and goes, This was your friend who you brought with you. This is my uh, this is my fr- person I know. This is your friend I, who you did bring with you. Cece stands up and sort of puts their arm around uh, Jessa June as best they can. They're not as tall as Jessa June anymore. And just goes, yeah, I am their friend. Thank you. And then turns to Jessa June and sort of gives her a little half hug. It goes, and thank you. And then reaches up on their tiptoes to try to kiss Jessa June's cheek. Just, Jessa June, you've... You've got some very impressive friends. I uh, I guess <laughs> I guess I do. Um sure. Yeah. That th- thank you. She's like all sorts of flustered now. Like Yeah, everything going on in here is like cool as shit. Are you sure these dark tendrils are a problem? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 right. Those um and uh Nihilus um like runs out into the hallway. Ed is looking around, um, but is going to open up his third eye and look around to see if, uh, to, if there's any presence of that still. So now he's run outside the room and is looking around to make sure it's not still kind of in the building, um, which I guess he probably didn't really need to run out into the hallway because I'm, my impression is like with the third eye, it's not like x-ray vision, but he can kind of feel through the entire space. Um, so basically his biggest thing is he's making sure that Whatever that was is not still right here. Opening his third eye, Nihilus reaches out and quickly senses an unknown presence on the periphery, but he detects no threat. Out of caution, he takes a quick glance towards Cece to make sure the tendrils are gone and realizes they are much more powerful than he had realized before. So the Nihilus uh, turns around, um, you know, face, kind of settles for a second, turns back towards the room. Um, and for a split second, you see like his eyes are just like pure glowing white. And he also has a third one on his forehead. And, like kind of as he turns, those dissolve away um, as he closes his third eye. Says, okay, um. I, I kind of I don't I don't know exactly where it is. I feel like it's not gone entirely, but it's not here anymore. So I guess we're safe. Um, whatever that means. Uh, and he kind of like pauses on CC for a second, and CC just looks back. <laughs> yeah, it's. Do you know what that? It was. It seems like it was here for you. Do you Do you know what that was? It, I. It definitely seemed like it wasn't here randomly. It it was trying to get to you. Um, I I don't. <laughs> and um, 
Cece makes their own attempt to tune into the mysterious presence. They are startled to sense someone for the first time in ages from her past and that this presence, while not close by, is aware of Cece's whereabouts. <laughs> tunes in and is just um, thinking for a second and um, looks up at everyone and says, uh, first looking at Nihilus, well, thank you. Um, for whatever you did. And also, I'm not sure anyone should eat these. Um, not because of your recipe, Mr. Nihilus, but um, I I don't know how they found me. Um, I, thank you for, thank you for saving me. Anyway, thank you. Someone's looking for you? Oh, no, I mean, not for a while and it's fine like i'm on the run it's good they haven't found me in a while it's fine well i don't know if being on the run is fine cc but i mean somebody well, I mean, somebody's looking for you and they're they're they like you're in tr some kind of trouble then it's in i'm <laughs> it it isn't that i'm in trouble uh it's it isn't it isn't like i've done anything wrong i just they just want me and i don't want them anymore you don't have to have done something wrong to be in trouble, and you should have the right to to make your own choices. And if you don't want to be around somebody, you shouldn't have to be around somebody. <laughs> You'd think so, wouldn't you? And I'll tell you something else. If you need our help, you can always ask for our help. You are Yesutune's friend. And, Mr. Nihilus, I think we should eat these Rice Krispie Treats of yours. And because how else are we you. going to find Cece's friend? Johnny has a mouth. Johnny has a mouthful of Rice Krispie treat, and he's like, <laughs> "We're not for everybody." Like paw in the bowl. Like, oh, <laughs> Jess <laughs> Jesse goes. Well, I guess if we can't <laughs> sniff him, I guess we should. I mean, Johnny already did it. So wait, wait. Has Johnny eaten the whole bowl, or is there enough left? Because I don't know how good Johnny really says the smell is. Grabs him. Oh, it was it was just like it was just like a handful, like, like yeah, like a snowball's worth of rice krispie treat that he ate like an apple. Okay, okay. Well, the, <laughs> Cece would would sort of freeze and and look at Johnny and then look at Nihilus and then and then say, "Excuse me, Mister uh, Mister." I actually never learned your name, um, Mister. His his name's Johnny. Jo oh, Johnny. His name. Oh, hi. Sorry, I only ever you know passed you in the alley. Um, can you feel your butt? <laughs> <laughs> Just is there a tail now? That's <laughs> Johnny both both clenches and reaches back. <laughs> so he's seeing if he if he has inner awareness of his butt and outer <laughs> awareness that a butt does exist. Is is there a tail on your butt? Well, I've got a butt. What do I got going on back there, though? Johnny finds his butt in exactly the condition he expects to. However, as he clenches, he feels a rush of memories, the same ones that Cece was trapped in. Well, good news. Uh, the dump truck is still in service. Weird news. Does anybody smell pennies and wet dog? <laughs> Um, do you do you mean blood and and damp fur and pine trees maybe and metal? Because if you smell wet dog, it's just us. Yeah, that could be a that could be the that could be the copper. Unfortunately, that is a 
common scent around here. Yeah, it's gone now. Huh. Uh, well, why don't Weird. Eat, eat, the two of you, please, eat. You won't get tails, or pigtails, apparently. Well, uh... All right. They're pretty good. Already get it. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the pigtail is related to the tendril, not the Rice Krispies. And Cece turns to Nihilus and just goes, tendril? Yeah, the thing that was trying to get you. There was this weird, um, extra-dimensional, watery kind of tendril that while you were kind of zoned out and, and going through your transformations, it was kind of trying to hook into you. And yeah. um, that's when I... I, I figured I, I I got the impression maybe I shouldn't have done that. I I hope I should no, have. No, I, no, I, you you absolutely uh, should have. And, and thank you. Um, <laughs> not not really surprised. Um, <laughs> but that explains the pigtail. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I I'm not. I mean, I I could do something about it, but if you don't mind having it, it would be better if I didn't. I could I can look into that later. I'm. I'm I'll, I'll sort something out. Um, okay, just you know, if you if you get a snout, then we'll do things. I was just gonna. Is as, he gonna actually turn is... into a pig? I just want to know because I just want to be prepared. If Mister Nihilus is going to turn into a pig, I would like to know before he I, turns into a pig I, if that's going to happen. Well, that's. I mean, I I really hope he doesn't. Let's put it that way. But maybe if 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 uh, tendrils come after me again, maybe. Um, uh, just don't uh, we'll have to sort things out okay can i <laughs> this is so stupid jessa wants to sniff nihilus remember to ask permission <laughs> so jess will go Miss jessa thinks about it for a second like thinks like gets a real like concentrated look on her face and goes mr nihilus i know this is going to be a weird real weird question but given everything else is going on it's probably not the weirdest thing i'm going to say today um do you mind if I sniff you? No, not at all. Okay, Jess is going to make her way over to, you know, the three steps across the room to Nihilus and just lean in. And... So she leans in and sniffs him and sort of rears back and gives him a very strange look and says, Is it that bad? I don't... I... No, it's not. Yeah, you don't... I don't think you're going to turn into a pig. I mean... Oh, I, was, I wasn't really figuring I would anyway. I did a little bit of introspection there and, and things seem stable um nothing nothing too too, too wonky uh I'm... why what does he smell like and just says no you don't i mean it's not bad you just you kind of you kind of smell like you've been on vacation you know how like people go on vacation and then they come back and they smell like like uh like sand and and salt and and sometimes a little bit uh fishy like can you know Cece what I mean? Give a surreptitious sniff. Sure. Um, Cece looks uh rather concerned at this smell, but says nothing. Well, he was at the fish market earlier. Is that? Well, I don't know. Maybe I mean you don't usually smell people come from the fish market. They just smell like fish. They don't smell like the rest of this stuff. But that is true. And he did not smell so much like a beach uh earlier today. Is somebody trying to turn you into a luau? Is this some kind of beachside pig roast curse? At this point, Nihilus has picked up an apple off the counter and has it mid-bite when you ask. <laughs> uh, can Nihilus actually give himself a whiff? Nihilus opens his third nostril and 
Just kidding. That isn't, as far as I know, a thing Nihilus can do. But he does take a deep breath and detects a pleasant sea breeze. Everyone else, however, has turned their attention toward the puffed rice and marshmallow snacks. Luke made sure he ate it before Jessa June did. Not that he doesn't trust this, but just in case. Look, if Jessa June gets turned into a pig and Luke doesn't, he's in trouble. <laughs> Dad is going to tan his hide. Just you wait. <laughs> um, if if Luke has eaten it and not grown horns or wings or anything, then Jessa will eat a handful of Rice Krispie too. And Jessa June and Luke also find themselves remembering Cece's first meeting with Flurgy. You all smelled that. Cece would ask you all. Everyone's got a whiff of Flurgy now. Is that what that was? Yes. If that's what a Flurgy smells like, then I sure as heck got a whiff of it. Okay. That uh, is at yes. least what an injured Flurgy. Um, yes, no, I I don't know what an uninjured Flurgy <laughs> smells like either. I've only ever met the one, Flurgy, and actually I, 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 I gave him the name, um, but he seems fine with it. Uh, I don't know if there are any more of him now that i think of it i've never met one before have you uh, I, i've never even heard of something like what you said he looks like so no is this what's no but uh luke mr johnny you told me there were dark tendrils and now i'm smelling flurgies there and we're gonna is the flurgy the dark tendril what's going on with this i do not believe so the flurgy appears to be a large green tiger with Three eyes. Like he man. Like what? Like, like what? <laughs> Wait, what? 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 What did you say, Mister Johnny? Like like he man. It's just Johnny. What? But yeah, like like he man. Oh, like, I'm sorry, like his just battle Johnny. cat. What's what what what's a battle um, cat? I I've never seen a he man. Oh yeah, it was this cartoon I watched it when I was a little kid. He's like a blonde jack guy, but then when he's in trouble, he pulls out a sword and he becomes like uh like a leather daddy jack guy. Uh, and he's Wait, got he this big green, he's got this big green tiger pet. And when, when he's, when he's the regular Jack guy, uh, with, with his blonde Bob, his, his tiger is like friendly and kind of scaredy and stuff like that. But when he transforms and he's the Jack leather daddy, then his cat's all like, yeah, I'm ready to fuck you up. Wait, I'm the wait, battle wait, cat. wait. So Rah. you've seen, you've seen another Flurgle Schmurf. And this, I, I'm presuming it's a man. Do you know this he man, and and where we can find him? Because I mean, if he's if he knows Flurgies, then we could find other Flurgies and we could find him. Oh no, it's a it's a cartoon show. It's a television show. It's not real. Oh, I don't wait. So how did how did they know about Flurgies? This has got to go all the way to the top. The top. If he man's involved, what? I don't know where this could end. Wait, you're telling I'm... me you're telling me the battle cats are real and these people must have known about it. Wait, they might wait, be wait, 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 wait. No, hold on. Who made this cartoon? Because you're saying that there's someone who can shape shift and they have a they have a friend who's who's a green tiger. You need to tell me who made this cartoon because that's CC, 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 it's okay. You, you take a breath, breathe. Well, I mean, did they make it about me? Did did someone I believe this was made before you met your friend, the Flurgy. Is it a prophecy? Do do things on TV prophesy? I think it's a cartoon. Well, a cartoon could prophesy. Why not? They, no. I sincerely hope that most of the things on television are not prophecies. God, God. Cece, 
Yes. Wendy told you that your friend the Flurgy is in the woods somewhere. Yes. 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 And now that all we've right. all smelled him, we could go and get him. Yes. Why don't we go to the woods and mm. after we find your friend, mm-hmm. safe and sound. Especially if he's hurt, we really should go find him and help him out. It's been yes. six months. I mean, I would hope After he's six healed. months, I hope he is no longer injured and that we find him safe and sound. And after we bring him to safety, you can come visit Jesse June at the Greeley house and watch as much He-Man as your heart desires. I'm I'm not sure I I want to see it. There might be something, you know, tenderly in it. It it still sound it sounds like a horror something. Then you do not have to. But okay. why don't we go physically find your friend first? We yes. we should definitely go find this Flurgy because if it's been six months and he's still bleeding, I hope he's not still bleeding. That'd be bad. That'd be really bad. But if if Wendy said he's been seen, he's at least alive, which is good. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good sign. Oh. So we should let's go. Least... We should go out and see if we can yeah. find him then. Okay, so we should turn into well, you two should be werewolves. I might be a Flurgy myself. And well, you we'll, hang on, Cece. Wait, Cece. Right, that's what I was going to say. Maybe wait, wait until we get to the edge of town before we all turn into things that aren't supposed to run through town. I mean, I know, right, right, that's we smart. just did the whole park thing, but we probably shouldn't have done that. So, well, let's just wait. What park thing? Oh, that. Oh no, yeah, we're just there. dogs. It's fine. No one saw us. People did, in fact, see them. Yeah, is there like a spot in the woods that we know to start from? Uh, she said up. This way, northwest. So that's how I. So we need to we need to head out by the house, and then we can start looking from there. Okay, so the three of us will go, and I guess thank you, Mister Nihilus, and thank you, Just Johnny Lydon, and well, they. I mean, they could they could come with us if they want to. I mean, Johnny knows what it smells like too. I am inclined to ask Mister Nihilus to come with us, for reasons of both. The pigtail thing needs fixing, and also he seemed to be the only one who could see or stop the dark tendrils. That's true, but I'd really appreciate it if blue things didn't hit me anymore. Alistair gets a little bit excited sometimes. He was just really happy to see Johnny. Um, We did have a talk earlier, um, and and he he shouldn't be doing anything. Um, He definitely... He definitely doesn't do it, you know, he's not mean-spirited or anything. Okay. Um, he just, he gets excited sometimes. Sometimes he gets a little rambunctious. Um, the thing is, we're we're going to go much faster than these just male-ish humans. Um, how can they come with us? Well, I know Mr. Joni has a van. Oh. Yeah, I got wheels. Oh, can it go through a forest? Well, it could get to the forest anyway, and then we get okay. out of the van and then go into the oh. forest. Oh, that's smart. Okay. And Cece starts walking out into the garage to find his van. I'm just go, Cece. Uh, never mind. We should. Oh, I'm gone. Probably just we just just go because she ain't good at waiting for anybody. So. <laughs> well, why don't you start getting situated in the van? I need to make just a quick phone call if I'm going to be leaving the shop. Uh, Jessa, Jessa turns back and he says, do not tell daddy about this. Don't, don't do it. Tell him you gotta I go, will. tell him you gotta go shopping something, but do not tell daddy about this. We'll tell him later. Uh, will we tell him later? Uh, maybe, but we're just, don't tell him now. I will tell, I, 
I will tell what needs to be known to who needs to know it. Exactly what Luke said to extort Stevie Ray into covering the shop, whether it be sibling bonds, gentle blackmail, or the threat of looming tendrils, we will never know. Okay, so I've gone to the van. I'm waiting unless the van is open. If the van is open, I am inside the van. It's unlocked. <laughs> okay, I'm inside the van. Yeah, there's I'm... there's nothing there's nothing in there you take. Uh so you go outside and you see a uh you see a large like work conversion van. There's only a door on one side, the part that has the the sliding door to the back. That is is white while the rest of the van is like a darker gray color and then the panel that has no door is airbrushed with the end of the Atsushi Onita Terry Funk exploding barbed wire deathmatch from uh, <laughs> FMW in the 90s. Uh, the the back of the van has the back of the van has no seats. There is a mattress back there, uh, some piles of no longer dirty now clean clothes because Johnny has laundry money. Uh, but they are all still in unfolded piles. Uh, you would never be able to tell the clean from the dirty without smelling them. Are there uh, any free seats at all in this van? Yeah, there's the front seat uh, is there. There's a front passenger seat. Shotgun. Mm, there's no other seats. The, the the driver's seat, yeah. Those are the oh, only okay. seats that are in the van. Everything else is just open well, space. Cece feel, just would feel bad about being in the front of the van. That feels wrong. Um, So they'd be sort of they would have shrunk themselves down enough to be able to stand in the van um, as themselves and are sort of just looking around for a place to sit, maybe. I mean, it's smart. Nobody likes to nobody likes to hunch over while they walk around. Just go out there and see little Cece in the van and be like, okay, you could, you could probably just sit on one of those piles of clothes right there, Cece. I mean, it's, there's no, just make yourself comfortable somewhere. Just don't get lost. Like, don't turn into something small enough that you could get lost underneath the clothes. Because Cece sighs, rolls their eyes, and becomes the ginger cat in a very crumpy manner, <laughs> and sits down. And I was just trying to make a suggestion. It's all right though. Okay. Johnny gets into the front seat and uh, and turns the uh, turns the uh, the screwdriver that starts the van. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I got a I got a seatbelt up here for anybody who's really worried, and uh, the ride is smoother the closer the front you get. So, just so go, Mr. Niles, why don't you why don't you take the the seat, and Luke Luke Holler can come back here with us. Oh, that 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 sounds good. Yeah, I was kind of thinking maybe I was going to ride in the back and maybe fold some of those, um, but I guess <laughs> it, 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 I'll just sit up. Yeah, that's probably I'll sit up front. Hey, if you're riding a shotgun, you have an equally important job, all right? You need to pick the tunes, and you need to tell me if there are any cops. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I guess I could do that. All right, let's go flurgy finding, baby! <laughs> Wait, has Luke even made it into the van? I'm I'm certain by this time Luke has finished his phone call. He knows he knows exactly how much he has to promise he's not going to spend too much time bargaining. Um... <laughs> And he gets in the van also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, you're coming to the shop? Okay, talk to you later. <laughs> As Alistair scouts ahead for cops, or in other words, crabgrass, Nihilus pumps up the jams. So Nihilus has a road mix. Nihilus also has that road mix recorded onto cassettes. 
Uh, That's perfect. That he carries with him? So if we're in the shop, though, Nihilus's car is also in the garage. Oh, so you would have and grabbed Ni- your... Nihilus could grab, could literally... Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess if that... I've got just the thing. Actually, hops out of the van, runs over to his car, uh, and pops his mix out of the... Um, Cassette deck and runs back over to the van. He he pops it in and it definitely it comes in on uh, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong by Spin Doctors. Hell yeah, Canada's greatest treasure. Still now before CC's time. You can ride shotgun with me anytime, buddy. I think they they pull out of the garage and the town is just blanketed in mist. Except for their travel corridor. The route we're taking. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not suspicious. That's, that's not weird <laughs> awesome. at all. Cops aren't going to be like, gee, I wonder why this area of road is suspiciously blank. Well, so you're in the middle of pea soup fog. You can't see that it's open over there. That's true. So as far as they're concerned, it's nothing but <gasps> fog. Cece's a cat and is sitting, is like curled up a little grumpily. Just because, again, it's been a lot. <laughs> a grumpy ball of ginger cat. Pretty much. Yeah, one-eyed ginger cat. <laughs> we, we should we, we should probably stop by real quick. I I, uh, I do have the fish still, the salmon. I it, it is on ice. Oh my god, I forgot about the fish. But I don't know how long we're gonna be. Uh, I guess actually, I uh, I could leave that in before. I could leave that in the the garage. Uh, CC cat just pads forward. <laughs> it's too late. I'm not turning around. Uh, okay, I'll be I'll be right back. Um, and that just disappears. <laughs> There's a, a minor flash of light and a little poof of air, and Nihilus is gone. And then okay, so Nihilus disappears. So yep, there's a little poof of air, and Nihilus is gone. And then about thirty seconds later, there's another poof of air, and he's in the back of the van. Um, uh, with the next, fish? No, I put that. Put he put the fish. Uh, put the fish in the break room fridge. It had been. He had left it out on the table. Um, uh, so Nihilus canonically has teleportation powers. Uh, but he he has to go back to somebody. He has to go to a place or person he knows. Um, so at this point, he does poof back into the back of the van by Jessa June, and then yeah, okay, 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 uh, just okay. Wait, now I'm just gonna it, crawl it, like, back up to the front there. And okay, no, CC CC Cad sort of sits up at this and cocks their head and does that sort of sinuous cat thing to get closer to Nihilus, um, because a they're very interested in this. B they're a little upset there isn't salmon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, just sort of stores away what Nihilus did in, in their mischief pocket, as it were. <laughs> uh, Luke is going to reach over and like stop Nihilus from getting up and be like, um, I'm not certain you should be moving around too much in a moving vehicle, <laughs> particularly this moving vehicle. I have worked on this car. <laughs> I, I, it, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't have the seatbelt back here or anything. I'm kind of, I'm in the middle here. I guess is it or if I just kind of hold on to you to stay steady or like it's of it course, a little bumpy. Anything you need, uh, I'm sure that eventually there will be a stoplight or something. Before anyone realizes that Team Flurgy has arrived at their destination with a sudden but controlled parking job on Johnny's part. Uh. We're not late for anything, so there's going to be no uh, offensive driving demonstrations today. I'm not going to Don Johnson my way into a spot or anything. Um, but as as frequently happens, uh, sometimes Johnny, uh, when he 
throws the the vehicle into park. He does it too quickly while it's still moving slightly, and there's a lurch. <laughs> Jessa literally just falls over backwards into a pile of clothes. She just goes Ugh, and just falls <laughs> over backwards. Poor Jessa. Wow, patience of a saint. It has been a day. Johnny's got a Johnny's got a spot a little ways a little ways inside that you can't uh you can't see something that's that's stopped here unless you were to walk a ways into the forest and look at it. It's a it's a regular parking nice. spot. Um <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Johnny, did I... you need your brake pads replaced as well? Uh we could do that along with the muffler as a sort of thank you for this. You know what? Yeah, I will take you up on that because it's gonna it's gonna come around <laughs> before too long anyway, you know what I mean? That's the thing about these machines. They don't make them like this anymore, but you got to take care of them. And that's why I appreciate you guys. Um, is anyone opening the door? <laughs> because if not, Cece's becoming a uh, human and, and, and sliding open that door. <laughs> Johnny, comes, Johnny comes into the back and, and starts grabbing his uh, what amounts to an adventuring kit, which is uh, a leather jacket missing the left arm. Uh, a pair of brass knuckles, a crowbar, and a black drawstring bag that he shoves into the pocket of his. Bag. Johnny's too fucking cool. I told you you'd love him. I told you. One of the pockets is kind of bulging with this with this big bag. If if Cece has let's say turned into a human again, slightly small enough to get through the door, um, without having to hunch. Uh, and if they see this, there definitely would be a moment of. Oh my gosh, Johnny is almost as cool as Delilah. <laughs> and while Cece is not turned on by this, which is <laughs> which is a whole other thing. <laughs> well, if you smell different, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, Cece is just like, oh, this. All right, a cool person is with us. We're safe. We're good. Nihilus swings out of the van and puts his Crocs into four low. Uh, so he flips the uh, flips the strap around to the back of the heel. <laughs> when you throw the Crocs in a sport mode, you know it's fucking on. Cece's still rather concerned about that. This and so um, it has stepped out by this point and looks left and right. There's no one around, right? And if I sniff, we're not going to smell anyone besides ourselves. Um. Then would look at Mr. Nihilus and say, um, I would be very comfortable if you wanted to ride me so that you can keep up, Mr. Nihilus. Oh, um, sh sure, I guess. That that sounds like it could be fun. Great. Okay, one second. And then I run to whatever looks like a clearing because I'm going to make a deal out of this. And I sort of put my arm up into the air and twirl around <laughs> and yell, I might be He-Man! And... <laughs> Don't get copyrighted. And then <laughs> flow down into a uh, Flurgelschwumpf, which is a horse height. Uh, again, so horse height, green tiger with three eyes and a tusk. Actually, I don't think I have the third eye. I don't think I'd be able to manifest that. Um, but I can, yeah, but I can have the tusks. Um, and I look very proud of myself as though there were sparkles around me, although there aren't, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, would pad forward to Mr. Nihilus coyly. 
and then sort of lower, you know, go into a, a crouch on the ground so that he could get on. Nihilus is just standing there like slack jawed <laughs> and just start. That, oh my. That. I've been to the zoo. I've seen mice. I've seen gorillas. But this thing, this is impressive. Yes. Anyway, so if Nihilus is clapping, uh, in that case, my ha- hindquarters are going up and I'm doing sort of flurgy bows. <laughs> uh, and then lying down again for Nihilus to, to mount. Nihilus, um, kind of, but, so just hop on over. You Okay. Any, okay. And just like throws a leg on over and I'm kind of, I guess, is there much of a, um, not really a mane or anything or. I think might just kind of lay forward and put his arms around around their neck. Oh, Cece would like that if you if you hugged their neck and held on. Yes, I, Cece likes to be hugged. <laughs> yeah, because I I was thinking of growing out a longer mane for you, but this is better, so I'm not going to give you the option. Um, whereas I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny, but it looks like you could take care of yourself somehow. It's cardio day, baby. Let's do it. Jesse's going to get out of the van and look over at Johnny and be like, are are you good? Are you going to be able to, I mean, like we can slow it down a little bit for you so you don't have to bust your butt trying to keep up, but are you okay on foot? Y'all are so easy to find. If I fall behind, don't worry about it. I'll get you. All right. Realistically, we should slow it down a little bit just to make sure we don't miss anything. That's true. CC nods, and uh, and oh, that's right. I did take, I did take something. Um, but I don't know if I have it yet. Um, CC nods, and then realizes communication is going to be really difficult. Um, so yeah, because I'm not in wolf form to talk to you guys, or in human form to talk to you guys. Usually, uh, can you not? Are you with the nodding and everything? Can you? Oh, oh, it's part of the thing. You can't like talk when you're like this. I guess only like whatever you're as. Cece nods. <laughs> um, so Nihilus, uh, all right, uh, one one second. Nihilus kind of uh, sits up for a second and digs through his his bag and pulls out a couple of different um, things. And he's got some various ingredients from like very obviously different cultures. Um, and so he kind of picks some of those different things and mixes them together. So he's got kind of a little fusion snack, um, and. Eats that, um, and just like that beautiful, harmonious flavor coming together, um, all of a sudden, you know, the languages, uh, lines start blurring between the two, and he's just kind of talking like, uh, and, and what about now? Is that any better? Um, Flurgy shrugs, sort of making you go up and down. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know what's better. uh, uh, I presume I can't talk to you. Try, try saying something. Um, where, where, where do you think we should head? Um. North. <laughs> all, all right, north, north. It is then. Um, uh, CC sort of starts CC... going around in a circle. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, settled, um, maybe a little bit. Uh, that's, okay, I, I was okay. okay I've got. I, I've got to hold now. Okay. Um, um, everybody uh, pull, pulls up short. It almost sits and then realizes he'll fall off and <laughs> goes normal again. CC says, uh, we should try, uh, going north to start. CC's amazed and just are saying, hold on, wait, can you understand me? What? What's going on? Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah, 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 uh, I, I can. 
it, to everyone else, it sounds like... Right, right. <laughs> All right. North. <laughs> okay. Um, Before we go anywhere, can I just say Jess is going to look at Luke and kind of shrug and be like, uh, I guess we're doing this now. And go ahead and shift down into a wolf. He's hanging out for now until he needs. Look, Luke's a pretty boy. He knows what he looks like. And Nihilus is there. So, I mean, I guess we'd slow down to sniff around, right? Jessa would stop for sure. Um, where Whichever direction they're running would stop and sort of pause, you know, with the classic foot up, ears perked forward and like the luke would understand obviously would be like some something's something's wrong they say something smells wrong like what is it what do you mean well can nylas understand jessa too my my spell is just anything you do that you do not share a language with like it's just kind of i think it's like he's speaking esperanto right now (laughs) wow that's freaking awesome and also terrifying um So if he answers, if Jessica says something's wrong and Nihilus answers, this is going to be like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, you, you, you understood me? Uh, and then she'll repeat, uh, something smells wrong here. There's, I would say, a lot of things here that should not be here and something, what is that? Um, I mean, Cece, I think, has their nose to the ground and is sort of putting around trying to see if it's something beneath. Um, Nihilus is also gonna make sure he relays to Johnny. Johnny, the the something, uh, uh, Jessa June said there's there's something weird and a little off and wrong here. So I don't I don't know if you want to be kind of ready to rumble or uh, just just a heads up, I guess. Jess will shift back up, um, uh, because Johnny Jessa will actually shift back up and say, Johnny, it's the it smells like the the slime things we found, like it smells like they've been out here. Cece looks over. Johnny gives Jessa a very long look, and while he's like kind of staring her down, he very silently reaches into his pocket and he pulls out this thing of tiger balm. And he gets two big fingerfuls and he puts them right under his nostrils and he takes a big deep breath in and closes it back up. And he goes, "How close?" I'm not sure how how close they are, but I mean, we took care of all that stuff a while ago, and and, and this is. This is new. I mean, not like brand new, like right now, now new, but this is new. They've been out here since we took care of that mess. So Johnny, Johnny tightens his, his grip on his crowbar and sort of looks around and says, what did y'all say happened to this flurgy? And Cece sort of um, gently shakes Tries to wiggle Nihilus off. Oh, oh, yeah, I mean, you, I, you could just ask to hop down. Uh, right, right, I, right. Sorry, sorry. Get off, get off. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And Nihilus, like, takes, takes, yep, swings a leg over and kind of. Well, sort of, I mean, but a tiger, you know, so using shoulder blades and things. Luke helps Nihilus down. Come on. <laughs> I was I was just going to say, like, Nihilus is, like, kind of partway hanging off and it's just, like, flailing one hand out for somebody to, like, um, I just, uh, oh, thank you. Oh. Go get him, Luke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Luke he catches him again. Luke has one job. <laughs> um, Luke also works at a garage. <laughs> uh, then Cece would, you know, pull themselves uh, again into the the sort of last human shape they were, which is um, just just a bit more androgynous. And um, 
Markency. Markency. Yeah, Markency. That's exactly it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Um, Pulls himself up to Markency and says, I'm not entirely sure what happened to them. We had to get out of there before they were able to tell me much. And once I got them out of there, all I know is that they were... Out of where? Some sort of bad medical lab where they were being kept in a way too small cage and they had scar marks on them and they were bleeding out. Johnny looks straight at Jessa June with like the the most pointed like... Well now, Dr. Morgan did say, and I assumed they were incorrect, but they did say that Jessa June, you might know something about an evil lab. <laughs> I told you, we went in and we cleaned out a lab, but we didn't, I don't remember seeing anything like this, like, like what Cece was. I, we didn't see anything like that. And I didn't smell anything like that. I mean, I, we didn't go through the whole lab, I guess, probably. We just we went in We also didn't find and... a single person other than the people we came to get. And somebody turned that fucking gas on us. Right. Wait, we, hold on. We wait, found... wait, wait. No, there were That's... people in this lab. They were chasing us. Well, we didn't see the lab we went into. We didn't see any people except you're right. I forgot about that part. Dang it. Uh, when we were Wait. getting the kids out of the lab, somebody turned on some kind of gas on us to try to to try to take us out. And we didn't. I mean, we had to get the kids out. We were more concerned about them. So it might have been the same lab, I guess. But there was kids in this lab, too. Animals don't make labs for what it's worth. No, no, I, I mean, I know there had to be people somewhere, but we just didn't see them. We just saw the kids and the, well, and the slime. Well, I mean, that said, we never, I never saw the men coming after us, just sort of heard and, Now, you know. Cece, you were in an evil lab, and Jessica June, yeah. and it sounds like Mr. Yanni were in an evil lab. Where were these? I'm not quite sure how I got in there. I don't know where the door took us. But I know where our door was. Where? Right, like we could go try to see if there's still a door there, but I, whether... There's an old shack I've been parking outside of ever since we left. I'm, I haven't been done with this, Jessa. Oh, you've been going back? I park there every night waiting for somebody to walk in there. Oh, for goodness sake. Uh, we well, should have said something. We could have gone with you. Did you... I could have gone with you and tried to help out if something happened. But anyway, that's not the point right now. The point right now is we know how where there used to be at least a door to maybe get in there but i don't know where the lab itself is i just remember where the door is uh, so we know where there's a we can go we can go to where we know there was a door i don't right. know how frequently this door is used and i don't know where the door actually goes right well we can do that we might first consider following where these various animals and slimes have gone here and there may be another door or the actual location of this lab. Hopefully, just hopefully there is just one lab and you were both in the same one. Because I would not like to think about multiple evil labs in Reddington. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I lived in a different lab. And while it's not evil, I, I think um, if you found a couple... Which it seems there are, but the thing is, too, I mean, there's, Reddington is weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I've been in a lot of places, guys. I've been in a lot of places. <laughs> There's been no slime monsters. <laughs> Reddington is a unique place, but it is a unique place where folks like me and you can not be safe from things we're running from. That was not my initial thought, but fair. First of all, sees. Yeah. If something's in town and that thing wants you, we're going to evict it. All right. I'm done with this shit. I'm sick of all these fucking bullies. I've been hot about this goddamn fucking lab since the minute we walked out of it. And I don't think that it's a coincidence. It can't be. Unless this is just like prime real estate for evil lab setups and all this kind of fucking bullshit. If the town council gives tax credits to evil labs, then maybe it makes sense that there's 50 of them here. But there probably isn't 50. And even if there are two, I bet the motherfuckers in one at least know the names of the guys in the other one. Right. Yeah. If there's a flurgy out in the woods, let's find your friend. Right. I'm all about that. Well, Flurgy doesn't smell like a slime monster, but, and I don't, I don't smell anything like the Flurgy, right? I mean, like, there's no Flurgy smell where we are. But where we are right now does not smell like Flurgy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to turn back into <laughs> Flurgy light. Um, <laughs> How about that? Uh, While we're here, since we're here, let's look for your friend. And if we can't find your friend in these North Woods between the three great noses that we have, I mean, I... I assume he's he's gesturing at he's gesturing at Cece. I I assume that you can turn into anything you want that can smell anything the length and breadth of whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, and yeah, and Flurgy seem to be pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. let's check here, and if this isn't good, we head out east back to that shack and see what we can rustle up. Sounds good. Cece really wants to launch herself across to Johnny and just, like, hug the hell out of him, but he's so cool she doesn't. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny senses your need for physical contact and reaches out another fist bump. <laughs> oh, Cece bumps the fuck out of it! <laughs> Johnny can feel the, the connection. It's, it's, like the, it's like the mega powers uniting, like, the handshake very slowly. He can he can feel the powerful connections surging through between the two of them. Yes. And and John and Johnny understands that that he has discovered another tag partner for life and makes a mental note that he has to come up with a tag team name. Um great. Great. Cece is is so moved by this Henry V St. Crispin's Day speech uh that they turn back into a flurgy. Um possibly a little bit more bulked out now, though definitely. <laughs> <laughs> a little more jacked up yes <laughs> yes they do Cece's flurk he's been on the juice brother <laughs> <laughs> they're they're definitely more small elephant hippo sized than horse sized um with you know rippling shoulder and hind leg muscles and whatnot um and and I would go further out and start smelling around <laughs> in sort of a widening spiral. Um. <laughs> Amped up by the power of grace, er, sorry, friendship, Cece uses Flurgy's accurate olfactory awareness to pinpoint a stray Flurgy hair from before the majestic beast was captured. Okay, great. Um, oh my gosh, then, yeah, no, huge gasp in 
and um, actually a, a flurry of sort of confused transformations uh, back through like <laughs> sort of so Flurgy's here and then all of a sudden midair sort of is mouse human mouse Flurgy uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> human human ape <laughs> It's going to fucking run over if you're doing that. Right? Like, Jess is like, no, no, she's doing it again. No, wait. She's easy. Hang on. <laughs> Just poop, 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 um, And ends up as, as, uh, as uh, what was it? Uh, Mark and C. Um, sort of holding on to the nearest tree. And, um, it, and wants to scream, but isn't sure. And so just sort of calls out, guys. And is reaching out to very carefully, maybe pick up the the hair. Cece, are you okay? Show them the hair. It's it's flurky. Smell it. Smell it. Okay. Um, if we smell the hair, does it smell? I mean, I assume not like blood. Does it smell? It's also green. Yes, <laughs> yes. But like, is there any new now that it's not covered in blood? To to bring that whole corrupting scent is there anything new that we can maybe smell what an uninjured flurgy smells like i mean fur and pine and you know i imagine there's just sort of a flurginess about it <laughs> i think there's a little bit of mint if i remember nihilus would perk up at that and um just kind of peek around and and consider opening his third eye so kind of just like the this bright line you know, starts as a slit down his forehead and then it kind of opens up and all all three eyes are kind of glowing gold and then he's looking around when cc finds this tuft of hair and begins exclaiming and he turns and looks at cc with his third eye open as they then go through this flurry of changes and viewing those changes at like the full ethereal scale of everything that they entail with his third eye open i can only imagine is quite overwhelming overwhelming indeed nihilus is knocked out of his crocs by the sheer power he has tapped into and despite luke's best efforts to make another heroic catch nihilus hits the ground i I'm pretty sure he lacks any more porcine protrusions. This this like sudden recoil fall from from one of the members of the crew uh sends Johnny into an immediate alert mode. Uh basically scanning the entire perimeter of the tree line around where we are, everything going on, trying to see what exactly happened. It's kind of like crowbar up like like pointed forward scanning around yeah yeah jess is just not she she's like what what what, what just happened what's going on like luke what happened i don't know uh and luke like since nalus at the ground kneels down next to nalus is like nalus are you okay nalus wake up oh shit this isn't dark tendrils again is it nalus um actually could uh, yeah i'd be concerned about like you know i've got the the flurgy thing but seeing Nihilus down and hearing Luke say, um, this isn't Dark Tendrils again. Trailing off as they tune their senses into the source of the disturbance, Cece again senses the same familiar presence as before. Yeah, so if so Nihilus doesn't quite see, just more gets a sensation of the blinding white silhouette. Um, 
Cece knows that blinding white silhouette. You know how when you've got light, there's like echoes of it. That's how a rainbow happens, right? Not that this is a rainbow, but the the silhouette around the silhouette, the corona. And I think Cece would gasp and uh, stumble back a few steps and um, a moment of flash of Cece flashing into that silhouette and then back into themselves uh, just because they're so startled. Um, so everyone, if you're looking at Cece, would be able to see uh, sort of a something. <laughs> um, definitely sort of in that humanoid-esque, the limbs are where you would expect humanoid We're all just humans around here. <laughs> it's flowy and there are, like, you could imagine it's tendrils, but it's not. It's flowy, it's... <laughs> And it's da da da. Then it's done. <laughs> um, and Cece is just backing away uh, from Nihilus. Not not afraid of Nihilus, but just afraid. So Nihilus kind of comes to for a second, but every like he's like he has this vacant look to his to a uh, vacant expression. You can see like he's kind of starting to look around and respond slightly, but he is. You can tell very much he is seeing something else. Um, and from his perspective, as he looks around, um, trees are burning. Ash is settling. Um, can tell that it's midday. There is a speck of the sun in the sky, but it's so dark. Like, it, it is almost impossible to see between the ash coming down and this dark sky with just this pinprick of a sun. Um, there is intense lightning on the horizon. Um, I think he gets up and he can tell there's people around him. Um, and so like he, Luke being the closest, he grabs Luke um, without realizing it's Luke and kind of drags him off to the side and, and, and is hurriedly like tried, like puts him behind a tree that seems from Luke's perspective is an arbitrary tree um, from Nihilus's perspective. He's trying to put something between this person and the danger on the horizon. And then he runs to the next person and does that. And per, for each one of you, he just kind of runs over with this look. You can tell he does not see you, but he does know there's someone there and is trying to move, arrange you all from his perspective and in, with something between you and the danger, he goes Luke and then maybe grabs just a June and is maybe heading towards Johnny when he just stops dead and turns. Um, and there's just this breaking of trees in his perspective, ripping along from the horizon where there's this lightning, where there's this looming silhouette um, from there. There's just this rush of air and fire and smoke and cinder um, with the faintest silhouette of a hooded individual in the center of it that just crashes into Nihilus. And at that point, he is not back to his senses, but he is back seeing all of you. But at the same time he's seeing you, he is kind of thrown backwards and you can see smoke kind of coming from his clothing and and charred bits of skin on his hands um and he is kind of smoldering a little bit and in a lot of pain and definitely screaming 
Oh dear, our editors are really leaning hard into cliffhangers for this mystery, aren't they? We will get to the bottom of Nihilus's cataclysmic vision soon, but first, we better check in on the Historic Preservation Society, Jimmy, and the disappearing Redditonians. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Reddington. Reddington's monsters are controlled by Meg Griffin. Episodes are edited by Alex Lavelle and Alice Hart and produced by Algie Todd. A special thanks to Red Griffin for our character art and to Michael Sands and Evil Hat for the Monster of the Week gaming system used in this podcast. We will be back in two weeks with the second part of Siren Nights. Until then, you can check our Patreon for additional contents, such as bloopers. We know that money can be tight, so if you're enjoying the show, we would just appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Reddington is created by Feathered Frequency Productions and is part of Haunted Griffin Entertainment Network. Please check out our website for more of our shows. Today's episode starred Emily C.A. Snyder as C.C. Mark Penn Stratus. Sarah Palmero as Jessa June Greeley. Algie Todd as Luke Greeley. Nick Wheaton as Nihilus Wheeler. M.L. Earhart as the Righteous Johnny Lydon.